Welcome to Game List, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode one, although we did have an episode zero last week. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's going on? Colin, I'm here. Uh, dude, I'm super excited to talk about yes. some games and some news this week. Me too. We are uh, technically streaming this live on Twitch to record it. We're going to chop it down after the fact. This is available in podcast form. It's also available on uh, YouTube form if you want to watch us after the fact. I am streaming it here on my Twitch account, Jake Twitchin. You can find it on YouTube at... Colleen, K-A-U-L-I-N-E. Yes, or in your favorite podcast app or feed. All of that yeah. is just some table setting. In in a perfect world, in in gameless episodes two and on, none of this will exist. We won't have an intro. I think when we started this show up, uh, my dream was that this podcast would always start the same way, and it will be, "Hey, dude, what you playing?" And that's how that's how the show goes on the road. Um, so we'll definitely keep that going in the future but for tonight we've got to do just a little bit of table setting and let you know what this is and uh why we're here um episode zero has a lot of that behind the scenes stuff we did our game of the year conversation and just tried to you know kind of start things off on the right foot and get get our foot in the water if you will yep. um to to see how this whole thing runs and i think it's uh showing some promise to say the least. So the idea behind game list is that it is a conversation between my friend and I about what we're playing and what's going on in the video game industry. It's a monthly show. We're going to do this at the end of every month, recapping that month's news. So it's January 31st, 2022, the year of our Lord. <laughs> and uh, we are going to, God, we're going to go over so much fucking news. This is a wild wild month to start this show in because there is a lot to unpack but the idea behind this is that when we started talking about doing our game of the year of 2021 we found that we had a laundry list of shit to sort through and to rank so what we're going to do is run through every single month what we've been playing for new releases what we've been playing for old games and we'll kind of rank those up as we go there won't be much ranking today because we're just starting these lists off and let's be honest january wasn't so hot for new releases um no in addition to talking about the news and the games that we're playing, we will take a look ahead at what's coming out in the next month, the things that we'll be talking about in games list. In game list, fuck, I really need to get our name down. <laughs> our uh, <laughs> What we're going to be talking about in game list episode two, which will be February 2022. So we'll run down all of the games that are scheduled to come out next month, pending any last minute delays. I think everything's gold in that list, though. Elden Ring's coming, right? Horizon's yeah. coming. It's all, yeah. it's all coming. That's for sure. Um, We're all coming. What? Uh oh. <laughs> and so it begins. All that and more <laughs> on every episode of Game List, henceforth and forevermore. But I think that I think that gets everything out of the way. I'm Jake. He's Colin. You got our voices down. I talk too much. He talks as much as I'll let him. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> Let's jump into things, dude. What have you been playing? Oh, uh, not much, surprisingly. Um, That's a bad start. Like said, well, I mean, <laughs> this year's been slow. I haven't been playing yes. that many new games. Um, Same. I have been playing Chivalry 2 and Deep Rock Ooh. Galactic for the most Ooh. part. So Deep, Deep Rock Galactic kind of counts because it's PlayStation 5 yeah. now, which is yeah. a new release. But that game's been around for a year or two, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been around on, on Xbox and like PC for a little bit now. Um, and it just came out on PlayStation. So it, it, it's been a fun time so far. 
Yep. Yep. And it's are you playing solo or are you playing with a crew? Uh I got I got Chop, uh a friend a friend of mine, personal friend. We're playing. Mm-hmm. And uh it, it's really good to play together alone. I don't think I could play it. Uh it's Yeah. It's a team game for sure. I played it uh I think they had like a free weekend on Steam maybe a year or so ago. Some point during the pandemic, the last three years are a blur. Uh but the fellers and I, I stream with my three closest homies on the weekends and uh we also do some gaming off stream as well and we all played that game for a night and we really liked it and we thought you know this might be something for us in the future so definitely yeah. on my radar you're digging it so far are you still you still into it or did you kind of play it and let it fall off of it already i've been playing it quite a bit uh every couple yeah. days and it, it definitely has some of those like free game aspects to it yeah it's it's a grind to progress and there's like four different classes that you can progress individually and unlock guns and skins and all sorts of stuff it but it it almost has like a roguelike approach to it where you just Mm -hmm. hop in do a mission and then you're back out and you start back over kind of yeah Uh, i remember that little main area where there's like a little rocket ship or drill ship of some sort yeah yeah, it, it, it's fun. It, it can be very hard too sometimes. But yep. uh, I play as a guy. I play as a scout. He's got a little grappling hook, so I just nice. shoot across the map and die from fall damage all the time. We're um, we're just coming off of the year of the grappling hook with Halo, so we're yeah. in good shape. I've been playing Halo still. I hit level one hundred. That's pretty wow. impressive. But that's not that's not quite new weeks. news. I'm I'm all in on that game. Uh, I'm playing it less than ever before, but it's still uh, it's still ringing true for me, and I'm excited to see what they do next. But Halo hasn't taken up that much time. I've probably put in like three or four hours in all of this year, to be quite honest. I hop yeah. in, run a couple matches, and call it good. And you know, my favorite thing about that game is I I bought the season pass, and mm-hmm. I haven't been playing it, but it's okay. I don't feel pressured to play it because I can play it in the future and still progress in that season yeah that pass. season pass um, format is super clean i think that's one of the best things that they've done i don't think we talked about that when we were giving it a game of the year credits because it came in at like number two yeah. or three for my goatee of this past mm-hmm. year um mostly on the promise of what it can deliver in the future more than what it brings to the table at this very moment but mm-hmm. uh if you're not if you're not informed the way that the season pass works is very similar to the way that all season passes work you pay you know, 10 or so bucks worth of in-game currency. Yeah. You get that season pass that allows you to unlock cosmetics and in-game functionality as you level it up through 100. But instead of being locked to a time frame, uh, you're able to, once multiple season passes are available, you can choose where to direct your XP gain as you go. Mm-hmm. So if you hop on and you play Halo Infinite, presumably for the first time in 2024, and there's seven season passes, you could scroll through all of those and say, oh, you know what? That late 2022 season pass is really cool, and it's got that helmet at level yeah. 100 that I want. Instead of doing the season pass that is available now, I'm going to buy that season pass from a couple of years ago and grind levels towards that so I get the armor that I want, which is a pretty yeah. promising aspect for the future of that game. I hope that it, uh, hope that it pays off. My current Which goal I, is just get all the stuff. So Yeah. I, I imagine what they're gonna do is they started with like Heroes of Reach as a season. So I mm. guess they're probably gonna like progress Reach one, two, three, four and yep. go from there. Uh I'm just waiting for the Halo four so I can get that chief armor from four. Oh, that is geez. my absolute oh. favorite, man. Oh Jesus. Oh, I'm a four defender. I, I can't help it. I know you are. I know you are. We're going to get into some more Halo stuff later on when we talk about news because uh, mm. Halo TV show, the, the lid's been blown off. We've seen the trailer now, so there's a lot to talk about there. I yeah. can't wait to argue with you about it. 
<laughs> Good stuff. I've been playing um, arguably the biggest game of 2022 so far, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And let me yeah. tell you, that game is a mixed bag, and I love it. Yeah. I uh, I titled my first stream of it, which I didn't stream it from the get-go this time around. I streamed um, about four hours in, just wherever I was in the story, and I called it a 7 out of 10 in the best way. Uh, it's no it's no secret that I like crummy games sometimes, and Pokemon Legends does a lot very well, and it does a lot extremely poorly. But overall, it is such a promising look towards the future of Pokemon. It's the first time they've really tried to reinvent anything in that franchise, and it has been so fun to progress through. It's got a very like repetitive gameplay loop, like you start out you're in a tiny little city you're doing all types of like tiny little missions and things like that to help people around the town then you go out to like the big i guess wild area is what you would kind of call it the adventure field if you will the open world and there's five open world zones i think maybe more uh, i've only seen a few you head out there you catch a bunch of pokemon you have to level up your pokedex to a certain level you have to beat the boss of that area you go back to town you do a bunch of bunch more side quests you unlock the next area you go to that area you catch a bunch of pokemon you head back home um, but the things that they've really added in there to make that adventuring and that loop more satisfying is insane it really is uh, a huge step in the right direction i'm very excited to complete this game it's definitely keeping me coming back for more which isn't saying much i beat pokemon sword and shield i beat brilliant diamond and shining pearl when they came out i played the vast majority of pokemon games spin-offs included um but i gotta say that this is the one that i think gives me the most hope for the future i'm excited they're trying something different it is janky as fuck it looks like a gamecube game uh, the yeah, menuing system is terrible. The most frustrating thing in the world, Colin, let me let me just explain this to you. It's going to make you insane. You have a oh, quest God. system, obviously, with a ton of side quests. So you have your main quest in one column, your side quests in a second column. And you okay. quest through the world, and you have so-and-so at home told you, I want you to catch me a Pidgey. And then the other person says, I want you to catch me a Caterpie. So you go out, and you catch the Pidgey and the Caterpie. And then you come back home and you're in this big city and you go, okay, I got to turn these quests in. How do I turn these quests in? You assume, oh, I just have to run towards the little blip on my map. No, 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 no. That blip is not on your map. You need to go and manually select three screens into your menu, which side quest you'd like to complete, at which point it will set it as the single waypoint that you have to go turn it in. And then once you're done with that quest, you need to open the menu once more select the other quest that you're ready to turn in just so you can get the waypoint in front of them just please give me an icon on somebody's head let me select multiple quests it's missing quite a few quality of life features that yeah really make it annoying to play yet i suffer through so happily it, it Which, really is something I, special I, I i think you mentioned it the other day uh as you were streaming um but there's Arceus, Ar Ar Arceus, Arceus? Which I is it? I still don't fucking know. Okay, well, we'll call, I'll call it Arceus, you'll call it Arceus, and we'll let Perfect. the comments decide. One of them will be right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but Arceus, like, it just it just looks so open and bland, and yeah. and I, I think I understand why. Like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a reason, right? Like, sure. uh, Breath of the Wild, I think you said that, you know, you're searching for dungeons that are hidden, yeah. uh, and Ar Arceus 
is so open and bland is it just so you can see the pokemon from a long way away like that's yeah. why it's open so you can see what you want no because the draw distance is dog shit so it's not like you're seeing like way out in the distance oh my god i have to go there and it is missing some of the like i guess i would call it like natural beauty that zelda has zelda has this like uncanny ability to like you'll see a mountain and you're like wow that's a large mountain but there's like this little structure to the side of it i want to go explore that structure and then as you explore yeah. that structure to the right you get a different viewpoint of the world and in the distance you see this like gigantic waterfall and you're like holy shit after I'm done this, I'm going to this waterfall. It is much more aimless in Pokemon. Outside of what Zelda offers, I think Pokemon sort of already has that ingrained. We're going to be searching around for things. And I think the biggest difference between Zelda, Zelda's world and Pokemon's world is that, yes, that world is bland, but Zelda doesn't have Pokemon running around in it. So there is this sense of, like, no matter where I go, there could be something that triggers, maybe it's the uh, raining in this area, and the first time I was here, it was daylight. Maybe it's nighttime here, and the last time I was there during the day. Um, those kind of things add to the experience. I've found myself less trying to go towards a certain spot to find things, and more just aimlessly wandering around the world to see what may pop up. Um, but really, really that digging it so far. That sounds awful to me. Like I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you're enjoying it. I get I'm it. Glad people I get are enjoying it. it. It's For just, sure. I need like a goal, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess like the individual quests and stuff would be a goal, but running through just a bland world, I, I I couldn't do it, man. It's just not for me. And and the thing is also like Pokemon themselves don't attract me, so I'm not gonna play it just because it's a Pokemon game, right? Um, Write it so down, listeners. Might... Colin, yeah. not attracted to Pokemon. <laughs> I'm not, I like the card game. I love Pokemon, the card game, but like video game Pokemon, it's just never been for me. I, I, I haven't played one in so long. Yeah. Uh, and like the last one that I completed was fire red on an emulator on my phone. Um, yeah. way back. So it's just Listen, not for me. I get it for me. I'm all in on Pokemon and I've been eating the shit that they've shoveled down my throat, which is essentially the same game for the last 25 years. It's just nice to yeah. see them try something new. Uh, so I'm I'm digging it. If you're a Pokemon fan, I'd say it's for you. If you're thinking about trying Pokemon, I think this is probably the one to try more so than Sword and Shield or Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. What it gets me the most excited for is whatever they do with this format going forward. I'm not sure if this will replace mainline Pokemon games. I expect them to kind of split paths. I would assume we'll get another game that's kind of similar to Sword and Shield or Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, the top-down isometric view, um, run around, catch your Pokemon, do your quest type of thing, and then kind of have this split Legend series where it's more of this Breath of the Wild influence that goes forward. So I hope they coexist, and I'll be 100% honest, I'm more excited for a sequel to Pokemon Legends than I am for a sequel to the mainline Pokemon games for the future. Which is, Which, I think that's saying something for a game series that's been around for 25, 30 years. Yeah, and I have heard some people say, like, this is a mainline game. Which, it raises a question for me, like, I know this is the first Pokemon game that doesn't have, like, a counterpart. Like, Fire Red yeah. and Leaf Green or whatever. Yeah, no double um, dip. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Do you, do you think maybe just a longer dev cycle would have fixed this, or do you think it's just the dev team, Game Freak, doesn't know how to make a Breath of the Wild type world? It, you know, it almost feels like a... 
feels like a game that was born out of a tech demo, you know, like they figured out this like open world format where it's like fun to just throw Pokeballs in real time. It's at po- in real time at Pokemon. And they're like, we can make a game out of this. And it just kind of feels like a work in progress. It feels like a complete game in some ways and it feels incomplete in others. Um, it just feels like a stepping stone and it's still this really weird situation with Pokemon where they're cut a lot yeah. of slack in some ways critics and fans are hard on the pokemon series because it really it does something that no other franchise does and then people get mad that it's not up to snuff yet persona i mean kind of i guess yeah it's getting temtem? there temtem didn't cut it i think temtem isn't a failure but temtem is not the pokemon temtem is not the pokemon killer that that they thought that it may be when it was announced um I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's just if anything, it is very promising for what the future of Pokemon holds. That's enough. That's enough of Pokemon. I'm all in. I hope that next week I can talk about it because I should have it completed and I'll be able to have a better idea of what the entire game holds. What I will say in closing thoughts on Pokemon is that the more that I play the game, the more that I like it. It does a okay job of piecemealing you content and the way that you unlock without like going into spoiler territories, you unlock additional ways to traverse the world, which opens up the existing areas that you've had more and more. So as you progress, the actual way that you navigate the world becomes more fluid and interesting and less fucking annoying. Uh, So the more that I play it, the more that I like it. And I find it fun to go back to the old zones with the things that I've learned in the new zones and apply them there to find new things and secrets and stuff like that. So it's got a satisfying gameplay loop, but there's, there's still more to do. All right. Um, Enough, enough Pokemon. One question. Does Mm -hmm. it have a photo mode? I mean, you can hit the screen cap button on your switch. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Does that count? I, there I, might be a sure. photo mode i don't know i didn't i didn't know. use it it, it, it ain't i don't no care Pokemon about photo snap. Just... Mm. <laughs> yeah i don't think it counts i don't think it quite counts all right what else have you been playing so far we've gone down uh deep rock galactic and uh pokemon legends you said you were playing chivalry 2 at the top of the show chivalry dude it, it is so good yeah it, imagine I'm trying to think of how to describe this correctly. Imagine um, Battlefield, like the big mass battles. Uh, But instead of guns, you're just swinging a sword. And it sounds terrible, uh, Hmm. but it's literally the most fun thing I've played in a long time. Like, just dumb fun. Um, You've got all sorts of attacks. You can, you know, horizontal, vertical, and, like, a stab attack. Uh, The parry system is really fun. Like Battlefield? First first person or third person. Hmm. Um, so uh, there's different game modes. There's like team deathmatch. Uh, there's like a siege thing where you have objectives that you're trying to push forward and take things, um, which kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you ever played the war, like was it called war in Call of Duty World War II where you, it was a progressing map. Uh, well, it, there's like a progressing map and you, you hit a, you, you get an objective, you get more time added to the clock and you push forward. Um, mm-hmm. It was. It's really fun. Uh, there, there's just a button to yell, to just yell dumb stuff. To you yell? can throw. Yeah, you just press square and you like scream going into battle. You just, you just start screaming. Does it do uh, anything for you, or is it just? Oh, absolutely not. It's just fun. It, it's just. <laughs> it does sound you fun. Can, you can pick up people's like chopped off limbs and just toss them at people. 
and you can kill people by tossing a, a decapitated head at them, right? It's a very gory game, um, but it, it it's one of the most fun games I've played in a while. Just dumb fun. Um, yeah. And there's also, like, quite a bit of a skill curve to it. Like, I felt really good right at the start. I got out of the tutorial. I was like, man, this is easy. I, I got this. Uh, turns <laughs> out I was putting an AI battle. Um, and then I got into a real... <laughs> so you were crushing. A real, yeah, I, yeah. I got into a real game after that. And I, I've just been demolished ever since then. But it's okay, because I really still like it. Even, even yeah. getting destroyed, you're still digging it? Yeah. It, it's fun to die in that game. Um, yeah. And when you're outmatched, you're outmatched, right? If you can if you can win a two on one, you feel like the the best knight there ever was. Um, it, it's definitely a game that I want to squad up with the boys on and just yeah. all charge in the battle. Um, mm -hmm. it, it I think everyone should play this game. I mean, where are you? If, uh, where are you everyone, playing it? PS Five. It's PS Five. Crossplay. I know it's yep. crossplay because they're like playstation symbols and then like a network symbol yeah i don't know if it's crossplay with everything or if it's just like pc but I i'm sure it's crossplay with everything mm -hmm. um but it's just dumb fun like i i've never had i haven't had a game in a really long time i can just turn my brain off and enjoy whether i'm winning or losing um also one scummy thing uh that i do is there, there are trophies naturally me talking about trophies um there are trophies for winning, Who like 25, yeah, like 25 battles on each map. Uh, well, you can change teams at any time. So what I do is I just wait till the very end, and I'm like, oh, this team's going to win? Let's change to that team real quick so mm. I can get the trophy on it. Um, Scumming know. it. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I got to get those <laughs> trophies. I can't help it. I, it's just, it's like yeah. OCD, but for trophies. I get um, it. it it's, it's a phenomenal game, and I think everyone should try it out. That's on my list of things to try. I from our Goaty list last uh, last week. I I took some inspiration from you and I grabbed a couple of games. I grabbed a short hike. I grabbed. Um, I'm looking for Death Loop still. I think I I think I'm willing to give that a go. And I'm gonna add Chivalry too to that list because it yeah. definitely seems like something that could be some some dumb fun with the homies for sure. So yeah, I'm gonna check it, it out. It is nice it is and, and i think it's chivalry? deep enough i think it's a deep enough combat system for people who want to get more into it they can um yeah. but at the same time if you just want to play it like once a week uh you, you'll still have a good time without being like the best there is nice um there's also uh like in star wars battlefront 2 there was like the hero mode where you could do like 2v2 or like 1v1 or something like that uh mm -hmm. there's this in this game so if you want to just battle it down with one person without interruptions you can do that and it's also really fun nice Fuck yeah. Chivalry 2, yeah. baby. I have been... What, what did I do? I cruised through... I don't want to talk about it for long, but I cruised through Firewatch. For like five years, everyone and their mother has told me that I need to play Firewatch. And um, mm. I did, and I think I missed the boat. I think, I think it's been too long for me to appreciate it. Perhaps it's because I've been playing Outer Wilds. More on Outer Wilds to come in this very podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't love the narrative i didn't like the story that they were telling i didn't love the ending firewatch didn't do it for me in the theme of yeah. things that didn't do it for me as well i wanted to like Windjammers 2 a lot for a 2022 release it's on game pass it's worth checking out it ends up playing a little bit more like a modern fighting game than it does like a sports game it's kind of like a frisbee and pong mixed together in like a nice 2d battle arena playing field it's made by dot emu the people that made uh streets of rage 4 the ones who kind of oh. went back and grabbed that 
franchise and brought it back to life. So it looks absolutely fantastic. It's a it's a really nice rendition of a classic arcade game. Uh, but there's a lot going on. And so it's a bit of a one-trick pony. You know, it's just you versus the other person on the screen. And mm -hmm. it's very in-depth. There's a ton of special moves to learn. For a game that looks simple, there's a lot to do. But not not exactly for me. Not exactly for me. Um, the last 2022 game that I played was Nobody Saves the World. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. What What I know... Is you unlock characters that have different abilities, and that's pretty much it. I don't know anything about this game. Top-down, 2D Zelda-like is the best way to do it. It's got a grinding dungeon element, so you have like an overworld where you're unlocking assorted dungeons. You progress through, the, through those dungeons, you kill enemies, you gain EXP. The big hook on it is that that XP can be dumped into one of at least 20 characters. I've got probably... 10 or 12 of them already and it's almost like a skill tree you start as this little dude this little freak with uh no abilities whatsoever and you eventually end up in a situation where you're unlocking a ton of new characters wacky characters with a crazy abilities um the gameplay is super sound it's a very satisfying game to play because they have like constant quests that you are completing um that go towards whatever character you're playing at, at playing as at the time and i fell off the game in like four hours i wanted to like it i think a little bit more than i did it's definitely fun if you're into 2d hack and slash light rpg elements almost like roguelike elements it might be for you but for me something that i may come back to doesn't need any more work it's definitely a complete game just uh just not exactly my jam it's on game pass it's worth checking out yeah, I, I'm not a big roguelike guy. Um, like I said last episode, I guess says says episode. the guy with fucking Returnal and Deathloop at the top of his list from last. Yeah, season. yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like that was my first ever like roguelike that I played to con like completion was <laughs> Returnal. Um, and it's just on another level. Um, it it's so good. Yeah, but enough of Returnal. I can talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. We've been there. We've been there. Yeah. Um. All right, let's let's get into the fucking the big hog. I played for the first time in my life this month, The Outer Wilds. Mm. And this fucking video game is just the best. And you don't exactly agree? I think it was a good game. Um that's the most insulting See, thing you've ever said to me. You okay? I think it was a good game. You might as well call it a giant piece of shit. The short story <laughs> is Jake played it and said, "Hey guys, you have to play this game." And I said, "You know what? Okay, I think we should talk about it." So I got it, played it, wasn't impressed when I completed it, but mm -hmm. then I went back, got all the trophies for it, and I left appreciating it more. Um, do I think it's the best game ever made? No. Do I think it does some really cool things, especially with like uh, flying from planet to planet and the way you solve puzzles by getting clues on other planets? Yeah, I mm. think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I think that some of the clues could have been more directed, right? Um, like I, I felt like I needed a sheet of paper to take notes. Um, I had a sheet of paper I took notes with. <laughs> see, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, 
So and I don't the, like taking notes. The reason why you and I make a good podcast slash show combo is because we are vastly different gamers. And obviously this is episode one, episode two, depending on how you count them. Uh, you guys will come to realize the differences between us. Uh, Colin is good at video games. I am bad at video games. Colin is I'm a completionist. Good. I am the opposite of that. I've only ever completed a single video game in my life, like 100% completed, and it was last year. Um, and I am, I guess, moderately obsessed with... <laughs> moderately obsessed with the um with the idea of like games that bring something new to the table i'm looking for something that is different than the norm despite my number one pick of last year being like a perfected old version of a video game in ratchet and clank uh it didn't do anything new the things on the list that i'm really proud of having as high up as they are are things like before your eyes and unpacking mm -hmm. and i think outer wilds is a game that kind of is more in line with them than most other games i, th I see a lot of people compare this to no man's sky because you're in a spaceship. Um, but this is truly like a first-person puzzle game at its core. Mystery game, maybe? Mystery puzzle game, I guess, is the best way to describe yeah. it. And essentially, um, it's a free-form mystery to solve. You can go about it in many different ways. You have an entire solar system of things to explore. It is a game that took a couple hours to sell me and then once it sold me i could not put it down and I, I maybe you were different and you were just kind of being propelled along by the ambition to complete the video game and that's kind of the vibe that i got from you which isn't an insult everyone plays their game you know the own way what their own way what i what i found with myself is that i was able to get lost in this world i found myself very interested in these clues that i was finding and reading more in this game than i've read in maybe any other game ever i'm a big text skipper if your lore is not like completely sucking me in i will mash a through any dialogue that a video game gives me yet with outer wilds i find myself discovering clues going back to my ship opening up my board of mysteries and really reading those clues over and over again and trying to piece together the the pieces to this puzzle in that gameplay yeah. loop which is a loop in the purest form it is a time loop game it's a game where you have a finite amount of time to progress um however you decide the story should go for that loop at the end of it you are eliminated and you are brought back to life at the start of that loop once again um colin and, and i've gone back you know, and forth on if we should talk about spoilers in this conversation and i i i, I think we should but i think not so here's my here's my stipulation this is our first episode of our show. If you're listening to this as a listener, my guess is Outer Wilds is not the biggest game, but the fact that one of us are uh, so hot on it that we think that they should go play it, I feel like the main message of this segment is go try this game, not here's what happens in this game. You know, I want people to go play this, and if we ruin the ending, I think they're going to be less inclined to do so. It it definitely is a game that you need the mystery to drive you in. Yeah. I agree there. Um, my reasoning for spoiling it is it's been three years, right? Um, mm. But but we we can we can compromise. Mm. Mm. We can do a special edition podcast one day and just send it out randomly. That's just you heard it here wild. first. Game list a monthly show. We'll have its first special edition episode. When you ask, <laughs> not so no, soon. No here's idea. my here's my thought. Let's do something cool. Let's do something fun. Okay. 
we're going to make Outer I Wilds like, like our first like thing. So we were talking about this earlier on. It's like, okay, we do this show monthly. That's not often. The good news is that Colin and I are both found in other places. You can watch videos of his on YouTube. You can watch either of our streams on Twitch. You can talk to us all you want. You can hop in our Twitch channel and say, hey, dude, I finished Outer Wild. What did you think? I'll tell you, you know, this, that, the other thing. Get the fuck out. <laughs> it's my <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We'll make this our first, like, um, I don't know, extracurricular thing. So what we'll do is you and I will on the side record a secret segment where we talk about Outer Wilds in its entirety spoilered a hundred percent no one will hear this the next thing you will see is a co-stream on one of our channels mm. let's hop on and we'll do the expansion that we haven't done together echoes of the eye echoes of the I eye like which that. just came out in the I last like year um outer wilds yeah. also on game pass worth mentioning because i feel like that's another reason why we shouldn't spoil is yeah. because people that didn't have the opportunity to play it that are interested now can go and just play it with their $15 a month subscription wherever the fuck they please so we'll do that we'll play it together on stream and then we'll record a second half of that spoiler conversation including the echoes of the eye and then we'll put the whole thing up it'll be wonderful I I also um, yeah I I think that's great I think that's a great idea and uh, but to to have access to this you'll have to subscribe to our patreon at the fifteen dollar <laughs> tier yeah that's right that's right there's no patreon that's a joke there's chat. no patreon though chat and um, listeners. yeah but no i think that's a great idea i i think it's a good way to get around spoiling it on this so we can keep yeah. it spoiler free um yeah, yeah. but still have it happen so i think that's good i nice. I, I i i like that compromise um, we're in business but uh, Back to what you said a couple minutes ago. You mm-hmm. don't like reading in this game. This game, it, it, the only way to progress is to read. If you're dyslexic, you're, you're done. You're screwed. You, it, good luck. Uh, there's so much text in this game. And, and I, the text was interesting. The mystery part of this game, I loved. The puzzle part, eh, no, no, not so much. Um, yeah, I get that. But, yeah. I, I think it is a... I think it's a recommend. I wouldn't say it's a must play to me personally, but I think I it's a recommend. You should you should check it out if you have easy access to it. And uh it's also on sale right now for like 11 bucks on Steam. Um Really? So if you're listening to Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's That's actually that. something that like I enjoyed this game so much that I feel like I should go out and purchase it. And I need that expansion anyway, so maybe I'll do that. Yeah, the well the expansion's another 11 bucks, I think, but That's okay. It, it it's still it's worth 11 bucks i'll give it that um it's a good game it's very unique and um i had a I had a good time with it overall yeah there's definitely nothing else even close to like it um it's also worth noting there is a fantastic no clip documentary on the making of the game that yeah yeah really sells me on it it was like a student project for someone who mm-hmm. then decided to develop it into a full game the the fucking story behind it is absolutely ridiculous and worth checking out on its own right um because this is a game that's been made for it's got like a seven year development cycle now since it first began and uh let me tell you it 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 was worth the time and effort because they created something that is not like any other video game that i've ever played which is a big selling point to me i love it when that happens i love when something really 
really changes my perspective on what a game can be. And Outer Wilds yeah. did it for sure. Glowing recommendation from me. Give it a number, Colin. Um, I would give it an eight. That's a really good you score. Know. Well, for how harsh you've been uh, on it I, so far. I give it. I give it like a six and a half to finish the story. I give it an eight to get the platinum. Yeah. I don't know. I one thing. One thing I will say is my reasoning behind getting the platinum on most games is I get to see like the full picture of the game. You mm -hmm. get to see exactly what the devs want you to do, right? Uh, and also get a little bit more money out of my game by spending more time on it. Um, and sure. I, I I think uh, I think it elevated the experience for me to get the platinum on that game. That's that's worth mentioning, no doubt, because I have zero ambition, despite loving the game, of actually getting the platinum. So the fact that that enhances it for some people, all in, all in. Yeah. Nice. All it's right. also worth noting I could have played this for free on Game Pass, but I spent. Um, yeah however You're much money on it just get the platinum a psychopath that's the know, weirdest thing in the it. world i think it's like a mental illness or something <laughs> I, I i don't know i well i'm just saying microsoft appears to rule the world you might want to work on that achievement score before it becomes the monopoly mm. that it could be you might be mm. you might be getting those trophies transferred to achievements in 10 years when Sony you know absorbed i mean by microsoft had you told me that last week i would have considered it but playstation's making moves uh we'll, we'll get we'll there talk, yeah we'll get there small moves pocket change moves <laughs> i mean i wish i had that kind of pocket change yeah true 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 um i mean that's a pretty good segue into news is there anything else you've been playing that you want to mention i mean i've got a list i'll run down literally every game that i put more than 60 seconds into this month real quick just to embarrass myself Played Final Fantasy XIV, Halo Infinite, Sonic Adventure, Hollow Knight, which I really like, but is very difficult. Outer Wilds, very. Babel Royale on Steam. It's like a Scrabble Battle Royale. It's only okay, but oh god, it's worth checking out. Uh, Astro Near, Minecraft, Jade Empire, Mario Kart 8, Joe and Mac for the Super Nintendo, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, Castle Crashers, Fuser. Firewatch, Nobody Saves the World, Windjammers 2, Pokemon Legends. If you don't think I should have a podcast, go back and listen to that fucking list again. I'm a monster. It's a good list. Um, I, I would like to spend a minute or two talking about Until Dawn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I play... I, as people, people who watch me on Twitch know that I like to play horror games on stream. Yep. Um, because I, I guess it's entertaining to watch me get scared because I'm easily scared. It is entertaining. Um, yeah. Until Dawn surprised the heck out of me. I, it was a game that came out, I think, back in 2015, near the launch of the PS4. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it is a beautiful game. I'll just say that off the start. It still looks great today. Um, it's got Rami Malek in it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> and, and man, does the scares in that game and just the story and the butterfly effect. That's that's the big the big like uh, umbrella over the game that they, they introduce you to it. at right at the start. Umbrella yeah, effect of course is, or did I say umbrella effect? I meant to say butterfly effect. I don't know where I got umbrella from. Isn't that, <laughs> what is umbrella effect? I don't know. If that's umbrella a like <laughs> a resident, resident evil. You got resident evil on the mind. Maybe umbrella Academy. I, I don't know, but anyways, butterfly effect, you know, one, uh, one decision changes something way down the line. Or one flap of a butterfly's wings can make a hurricane that kills millions or whatever. Um, 
intense. Anyways, there are choices all throughout the game. There are choices to run left or run right or climb up or jump over, right? Just simple choices that end up having big repercussions down the line. Um, many of the choices decide whether you're one, you're eight people, you, they're in a cabin, eight people are in a cabin for a night, uh, whether they live or die, right? It's just a ton of crazy, horrific deaths and just terrifying monsters and slasher men. I don't, I don't even know where to, where to start with this game because it, it surprised me and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, and it's got me collecting all of their, their new games. Um, what's uh, that yeah, studio? man, 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 of Medan. man, of Medan. um, super massive. That's the studio. I've got, I've got one of theirs right here. That's right. Um, but I'll be, that's playing the newest one that two. you just held up. Correct. House of ashes. There's yeah, three, yeah. there's three House now. Of ashes. There is, and they're, they're each shorter than until dawn. Yeah. Um, but the reason I wanted to play through them in order is because in Until Dawn, you can pick up these totems that give you like a quick, like two second view of something that's going to happen in the future to like sure. guide you. Um, and evidently those those visions happen in a game in Man of Medan that might affect something in Little Hope, which is the next oh, cool. game. Nice. Mass um, Effect style. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I if you're into horror games and you've never played Until Dawn, uh, check it out. It's free on like PlayStation collection, PS collection, yeah. Um, PS Plus collection. If you yeah, have if you PS5, have a PS5, it's in the PS4 library of games they yeah, shovel at you for yeah. free. Yeah, and you can get it pretty cheap most of the time. It, it's a great horror experience. Yeah. Um, that I genuinely want to go back to, and I never want to go back to horror games. Me either, but I never want to play them in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> uh, uh, you know that's fair. That's why that's why I want to play Echoes of the Eye with you because I heard the Outer Wilds expansion is kind of scary. So if I don't have to play it firsthand happily. and I can still point you in the right directions, yeah, I'm in. I'm down I'm in. for sure. <laughs> um, absolutely. And and some of the other games that I've been playing recently that I'll just kind of breeze over. Yeah, rattle down your um, list. Uh, it's it's shorter than yours. I I don't feel like a good gamer right now. Um, no, don't but... don't try to don't try to reach <laughs> my levels of <laughs> absolute insanity. Uh, we'll blame it on school. I'm indecisive. Know, pharmacy school. There it is. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Deep Rock Galactic, of course, we talked about it. Uh, Skyrim got the platinum on it. Mm. <laughs> Outriders, a surprisingly solid looter shooter that is not a live service. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I I've enjoyed my time with it. Did you buy it um, on PlayStation? I did. Got oh, the PS5. Wow. I got to get that platinum. Game Pass, I, I just, I can't help it. I, I don't know what it is. Um, Bloons TD6, which is like a tower defense game on Steam that you can get for like two bucks. Nice. You're playing as monkeys shooting balloons. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's a great time waster. Uh, Outer Wilds Fallout 4. After I finished Skyrim, I said, you know what, I gotta play some Fallout 4. And then the I'm having a Bethesda really hard time. Itch. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time playing it because it's stuck at 30 frames on PlayStation. Yep. Um, but Skyrim has a 60 frame update. But anyways, uh, and then Until Dawn and Chivalry 2. Oh, and also, uh, I'm still playing Hell Let Loose. Great game. That's right. One of your goatees of last year. It is. Wild. Number four. All right. I think we shall move on to game list headlines. The headlines of January 2022. Now listen, January 2022 is a legendary month for gaming news there is so much to go over this is a monthly podcast we got a lot of topics to go over let's yeah. try our best 
not to spend a ton of fucking time on the biggest news story ever created because it has been pummeled to death by sources more professional than us. But Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard for $69 million billion billion fucking dollars <laughs> there's Jesus a big difference in zeros there. Christ, there is indeed um absolutely fucking insane obviously uh what do you make of it you're you're a sony guy so it must have been alarming for you um well i i would say being a sony guy is is a is a little bit of a stretch i'm i'm a play i'm a Oh God! I don't. How do I even say this? I like for those. I have the stinkiest face right now for those listening and not watching. As <laughs> he says, like I'm not a Sony games, guy. Okay, and I will play. I have an Xbox Series X right in front of me. Right, Halo Edition, by the way. Pretty work. So pretty. Um, but I like to get trophies. Right. So that's why I mainly play everything on PlayStation. It's like a consolidated platform where I've just had most of my stuff over the years. But I still have an xbox for forza and halo and whatever yeah. else they're going to come out with um seeing this this news didn't hurt as bad as the bethesda buy because uh, i'm such a big dishonored guy mm-hmm. and skyrim and stuff but seeing this it was a little worrisome um i i'm getting to the point where i'm i'm over acquisitions entirely um yeah. i even tweeted today i i, I just just stop buying stuff it, it it made it better today. We'll we'll get into it in a second, but I I think limiting all these things to one platform is just getting ridiculous. Um, it was nice when each console had like I don't know five exclusives or so. I thought that was great. Mm. Um, but now that like it's walling everything off, like we're getting dangerously close to a monopoly here. No. Um. And, I, I I think so. I, I really do. And they even said, like, they're still looking into more acquisitions. I, I think it's great for Activision, the company itself. I think Xbox is going to do some great stuff within that company to fix all of the stuff and get Bobby Kotick, Kotick I don't know, out of there, toss him out, we're, yeah. we're done with him. Um, I think it's great for them. But I think for gaming as a whole, it might be bad if it goes exclusive. Um, competition's good, but locking stuff off, I, I don't know. I'm in a different camp. I think if it was, I don't know. It's a really strange situation because of the state of Activision Blizzard and everything that's happened over the last couple of years, all the allegations and whatnot, obviously not a healthy working environment. Uh, hopefully that is all fixed by this in some way. I don't know if they need to Mm cut out all the cancer or exactly how to fix it. That's for people that are paid far more than me uh, to figure out. But overall, I'm not opposed to these companies being bought up by, by the big guys. I think it's incredible just to take it, you know, 30 days ago, if you said the words Activision Blizzard, the first thing that would come to mind would be abuse allegations nightmare place Mm -hmm. to work and now when you say activision Mm -hmm. blizzard i think of xbox acquisition so it's amazing what that has done to just heal their image in the first place it doesn't i not not to take away from anything that's been happening in that landscape obviously but the public perception the fact that you're able to 
create news that's bigger. It's the most unfortunate yeah. example of any press is good press is uh, not not great to apply here, but you can't escape the fact that this big ripple changes the way that people are speaking about this company's name. Yeah, um, and I I I think I think it's interesting one um, because Phil Spencer came out and was like, "Hey, we are." evaluating every aspect of our relationship with Activision during all this stuff going down mm. and then they just bought them <laughs> and then they purchased like, it. Yeah. All right. This it's, is our relationship. It's now. wild. It's, you know, Blizzard is a company that's needed resuscitation in a big, bad way for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm less concerned about like the call of duty aspect of things because that doesn't quite resonate with me as much as I'm like a big old school Blizzard fan, Warcraft three, Starcraft one, all those games, yeah. Diablo two are, incredible to me and to see that company fall from grace in the way that it has especially in the last five years is terrible so i'm just hoping that they're able to bring in some new talent or rehire talent that is left during all of this stuff to get that company back to the state that it was in maybe 10 or 15 years ago without all of the unfortunate superlatives that apparently came with working there so as far yeah. as like individual gaming franchises go I hope it is good for gamers, but either way, we've done a uh, piss poor job of not talking about this for too long. So <laughs> what do you say? Well, I, I also think um, if we look at Call of Duty specifically, um, PS4 and PS5 is outselling Xbox two to one. Um, and I, I don't see Call of Duty ever going xbox exclusive they would be taking away two-thirds of their install base and they make money off of microtransactions i don't think they right? give a fuck i don't you think don't you think they would just fuck. toss it no, yeah i think so i think uh, I, they have contractual ab obligations i think there's been some leaks that at least for the next like two or three years we'll get most of the call of duty stuff that's guaranteed to playstation on playstation i think at the drop of a hat they will take that shit for themselves and they'll say if you want it bad enough you'll fucking come over and if you won't we'll make do with what we have they've become mm. such a gigantic fucking conglomerate and it, it would make only more sense for that stuff to just be ripped from the ripped from the hands of the the people that once held it dear and with a $500 option to get back into the in the door via Series X um, because that's what it's really going to boil down to is that when all of this is done, you know, 25 years from now, there probably will either be an Xbox or a PlayStation. There will be one console to rule them all, and it's the one that will have the better games, I think. And I think that's going to end up being probably Game Pass. I don't know. I don't know. That's 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 a guess. That's a guess. Yeah, I I just don't see them taking it off a of PlayStation. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it it'll be at the very least you'll you'll see. Maybe Warzone will stay and the campaigns and the new games will only come to Xbox or it'll be like the days of old. I mean, Activision has never shied away from playing favorites. They've always had some sort of shady backdoor deal going, hey, yeah, in the 360 like era, deals. you get the better mm -hmm. Call of Duty experience. Your DLC comes out first. For the Sony era, you get, for the PlayStation 4 era, you know, you get this game mode before everybody else gets it. We're buying and playing on a Sony platform. So they've never shied away from that and I think it's only going to get more and more extreme. I mean, if you own Call of Duty, you want to make Call of Duty the best experience on the home console. So I would say it's a, it's only a matter of time. You think that World of Warcraft subscription is included with Game Pass at any point in the next five years? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Game Pass, is, Game Pass price is going up soon. 
calling oh, it right now. Oh, for sure. Well worth it, though. They can charge me 25 bucks a month, and I'll still pay that happily right now. Nice, but, bro. All right. I say let's that, move on. Like far more E3. I feel like E3 might be dead. It was it's announced. Dead. It was announced in the past month that E3 2022 has also been moved to an online-only event with the resurgence of Omicron in our landscape. Yeah. And uh, I think that might be the killing blow. They haven't been able to recapture the initial E3 wave of excitement in the in the past couple of years. The digital ones mm-hmm. have fallen flat. I think it's Keeley's time to shine now. They mm-hmm. Sony is the ones that put their flag in the ground first. I mean, as far back as I can yeah. remember, they were the first big company to say, fuck you, we're not coming to E3 and paying your crazy fees and dues to... Uh, to have an event people will tune into our event no matter where the fuck it's hosted we'll also have a summer event with a showcase it just won't be on your show floor and the world was no worse for it so with uh the cancellation there i feel like it's only a matter of time until there is no online event and even now it seems that with the news of the cancellation of the in-person event even the online e3 is up in the air so summer game fest for me yeah E3's dead. It's it started dying when Sony pulled out and it's only gotten worse from there. Yeah. Um Keeley knows how to do the online stuff. I mean he just He's he has it figured the out. The only one and he can draw PlayStation in too. What what did he reveal last year that was PlayStation? Mm. Um I don't remember what it was, but he, he got was it I think it was Horizon Forbidden West he revealed in Summer Game Fest last year. Might have been tied in. I'm not positive. I don't remember. It was one big Sony property, uh, which was surprising to me that they let him have it at all. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys haven't listened to our episode zero where we do a little bit of our origin story, this show indirectly brought to you by Jeff Keeley. Indirectly? <laughs> yeah, I know. My man, Jeff. We're no affiliation or association, but we wouldn't be here without I have his personal email. It's not a big deal. It's really... <laughs> no, not a problem. Not a problem. So, yeah. <laughs> tough look. Tough look for E3. Um, yeah. On the topic of Sony dropping out, Sony has gone on a fucking spree of announcements, which we will rapid fire hit right now. The first one happened today. Today. Hey. Discord. Well, kind of. Yeah, there, there's two big Sony announcements today. Yeah. Um, integration started between Discord and PlayStation today. You are way better suited to talk about this. Yeah, so right now, it's pretty bare bones. You sign in on uh, Discord, which it's rolling out gradually over the next couple days to U.S. users. Um, You can integrate your PlayStation account, and it will show what you're playing and how long you've been playing it. Uh, That's pretty much it for right now. Um, But in the future, they have confirmed that they're working on getting voice chat and stuff onto PlayStation. Uh, So in the future, PlayStation will have Discord voice chat. So I guess technically... One day we could be streaming this and someone from a PlayStation party could hop into this chat. Into um, it. If yeah, you were so, if you were watching this in the future on your PlayStation, please leave a comment, no matter how far off it yeah. is. Yeah, and and the I, I will say as a streamer who plays on PlayStation but wants to have parties on PlayStation but still get it through uh like my PC and stuff. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to make things so much easier to be able to have them hop into Discord and then capture Discord audio instead of using all these wire workarounds yeah. uh, to capture chat. So Pretty I think cool. it's a great thing. Yeah, and it's convenient. I think that's yeah. uh, it's a natural fit. Gamers love Discord. Gamers love PlayStation. 
Why not yep. put it all together? Um, we'll work our way up from what I perceive as the least important Sony news to the most important Sony news. So from Discord integration, we'll move to the official announcement of PSVR 2, which is... Man, it's kind it's of like the point. announce. It's kind of the announcement of an announcement, though. Yeah. Maybe this one could have gone first. This is less interesting to me because it's kind of like just confirming a bunch of like leaks and speculation that PSVR two is coming. Right? Isn't that kind of the ins and outs? It's got a very high definition screen and more information later. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a four K screen. It, well, four K for each eye, I believe. It could be two mm. K per eye. Uh, I don't quite know uh the specifics there um refresh rate of 90 to 120 uh the coolest thing i think is it's using like the oculus quest type uh inside out tracking meaning it has cameras along the face piece that will Mm -hmm. track your rooms so you don't have to have a camera hooked up and it also has eye tracking on it i'm not sure how that will be implemented in games but it will track your eye movement um so uh, that's cool. And then there are the sense controllers, not the dual sense, but the sense controllers yes. uh, that will be using tech from the dual sense to uh, bring it into VR. And they look a lot like the Oculus controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a whole, like it's going to be, it's going to be a good system. It does have a wire still, but only one wire. Uh, as someone who owns PSVR, it is a pain in the butt to get that sucker set up. Man, um, VR is even more annoying than the console wars that we were talking about the vr wars are extremely extremely annoying it is a tough ask i am far more inclined to have an xbox and a playstation sitting on my desk than i would be having a psvr and an oculus i feel like for most consumers myself for sure and i don't know how many people agree with me on this but i have an oculus rift s i think which is like maybe the second version of oculus vr pc it's wired in it's dated hardware at this point and my ambition to go out and get any other vr headset or even upgrade the one that i have is fucking non-existent which it's it's a it's a fad it's it's a novelty in my opinion like mm. i i personally don't think it will ever be the next thing of games i think what we have now is good like yeah i i don't think um somewhere yeah i was gonna say someone in 2035 is watching us on a fucking PSVR 4 right now <laughs> laughing their asses their off brain. about you calling it a fad I maybe maybe since it's lasted so long it's a little more than a fad um, but it's a very niche market that yeah. I I mean I have two headsets and I barely ever use them mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna load up and play Battlefield 2052 on a PSVR headset right yeah um, it it's it's a niche market that some people love there are some very unique experiences that you can have in vr yep. um like pistol whip and beat saber um sure but i don't think it's ever going to be the mainstream or ever take over console yeah. modern modern it's consoles interesting to see this time around i think with psvr2 news being all encapsulated into one thing the most exciting thing for me is that sony seems into it um i would say that psvr2's horizon game that they announced yeah you got a name on that call of the mountain horizon call of the mountain work on their naming conventions that's a bad name uh (laughs) (laughs) but i would say calling to you oh right of course let me slap on my fucking fancy headset and climb that bitch but i think um 
it's the biggest vote of confidence, I think, in a first-party VR hardware since the only other true example of it is the Alex. Index with Half-Life Alex, where this yeah. is a big-budget AAA franchise game being created for first-party hardware. So it's interesting to see that come about. But even Half-Life Alex. I played on my Oculus. You know, it doesn't require the index. I mean, this will be an exclusive mm -hmm. AAA game for PSVR. So that's, I think that's exciting. They're putting their money where their mouth is and they're going to try to make it, you know, at some point, even with everything that I just said, naysaying VR, somebody is going to announce something that is so interesting to me for a VR headset that I don't have that it will probably force me to go out and purchase said headset so that I can have said experience. I don't know what that yeah. is yet. If Square Enix says Kingdom Hearts 5 is coming out VR only on the on the Soroscope VR headset, day one purchase. What but I if, think, hmm? What if there's a Tifa dating sim that is VR only? Stop the that's, show. That's it. I was about to say, Stop it's the show. Buy, isn't it? Who's working on this? <laughs> I'm sure Too someone, good. somewhere has it. Let's get to the biggest Sony news. And this is, this is late breaking. Let Today. me tell you. What a weird convoluted way to put these things together. The news is PlayStation, Sony has acquired Bungie. It's so stupid. Out of fucking dude. nowhere. And the messaging on it is strange uh, as hell as well, saying it's going to yeah. remain multi platform. Let me first just focus on, before I let you take it away on the ins and outs of the actual announcement, from Go an outside it. perspective, truly, I've had a weird day. And <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read all that much about this. But talk about mommy and daddy are fighting and there's like all sorts of weird stuff going on with Bungie. Bungie's story, the way that it intersects with all these acquisitions, is so fucking strange. Bungie was doing their own thing. They developed Halo for Microsoft. Yep. Microsoft just acquired Activision Blizzard. For a period yep. of time, Bungie was partnered with Activision for distribution and publishing on their game. I mentioned on a stream a while back when I was doing headlines and news before we had a format in which to share things in a professional manner, as you see here. As you see here that Bungie dodged the Activision Blizzard nightmare by like six months. They announced like, hey, we're parting ways. We're not sure what's next. We're going to do our own thing and self-publish. Either way, we're done with Activision. And then months later, Activision Blizzard blows up as just like the worst place on the planet. So they dodged that bullet. Now, all of a sudden, in the world of gigantic acquisitions of 2022, here's Bungie now getting acquired by PlayStation with the asterisk that our games will remain multi-platform which i love that i love that i love yeah. that so they say so they say uh, which, uh what else do i need to know about this acquisition i know um, i know it's 3.6 billion so just a small, fraction of small potatoes uh, vision yeah right um it's about half of what uh xbox bought bethesda for um Still, lot, still lots of money, but uh, so the wording is Bungie will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games, mm. um, their games, Bungie's games. Uh, so it's very interesting to see that they are going to independently publish it. Yeah, uh, I figured Sony would take over as the publisher on that, um, but there must have been something uh, very specific in the paperwork 
Bungie has to have been burnt, right? Because they split off mm -hmm. from Microsoft. Um, a, a small aside, Bungie was working on Halo and all Halo 1, 2, and 3 all had really rough development cycles. I've been listening to uh, video gameography about Halo's history here recently. Mm -hmm. um, and they had very difficult development cycles, 1, 2, and 3. And uh, Bungie said, we're done with Halo. We want out, let us out, we're done. Microsoft yep. said, give us two more Halo games and you're good to go. So they made ODST and they made Reach. And then from there, they're out and they're making uh, Destiny, which they needed a publishing partner. So they went to Activision. And then they, I guess they were tired of Activision or maybe Destiny just got big enough that it didn't need a publishing partner anymore. Sure. So they, they branched off from Activision. And then now they're back, but not with a publishing partner. Yeah. Um, it, it says that Sony's first and most immediate influence will be acceleration of the studio's hiring process. So yeah. I wonder if Sony's going to send over some talent to Bungie and possibly even take some multiplayer, like massive, I don't know, mm. uh, continued supported game, uh, a live service game. That's the word I'm looking for. And take that talent and implement it across other games because. PlayStation has always been behind in the multiplayer scene. They've always yeah. had a, a better single player, like story driven scene, but they've been behind on the multiplayer. For and sure. I think this is a big move for them to try to catch up and make their own live service titles. Um, personally, I hate live service titles, um, but Bungie has insane talent. And I think it's like a 800 person studio. Um, so it's quite a large acquisition. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting because PlayStation now owns Bungie, who made Halo. Xbox owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. And I... How the turntables. My brain is melting. Yeah, it's I, wild. I'm just glad... Yeah, I'm just glad uh, Sony already owns Sucker Punch, so Sly yeah. Cooper's not going anywhere. Yep. What do you think the next big video game acquisition's gonna be? Um, Nintendo's so small compared to all these guys. Are are we talking like like just a single studio or like the next Activision Bethesda type? What's thing? the next What's the next big headline of like so and so got scooped up by this? I feel like Nintendo needs to lock down some of their smaller partners that they work with frequently. Like they picked up yeah. Next Level Games, I think, recently. Yeah. Who produced Luigi's Mansion because they're still independent? Um, I don't know. Luigi's Mansion. Don't worry. I got it. It's something along the lines of like uh It's a studio that you've heard about for sure. Uh Next Level Games. Oh. You've heard of it because I brought it up. Um Yeah, I've heard of that one before. But I feel like Nintendo needs to lock something down or everybody is going to snatch up all the talent I... from under them and they're going to be left with nothing. The thing is is like I keep hearing Nintendo needs to buy Sega. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't need to go out and buy Mario's biggest competitor and put them on the same system and cannibalize your own products. They I already mean, have they a good working situation. A lot of the time, so. Yeah, exactly. Nintendo needs to pick up something else, but I don't know. I don't know if I you don't... had something in your head that was someone who's I, right I for the picking. Do. do you think like a um, Ubisoft or an EA could go? No, Ubisoft and EA are gigantic. Like they're even gigantic than and shitty. Activision, right? <laughs> yeah, plagued I, with. I think. My my prediction, um, 
Sony's going to buy Bandai Namco. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. They got a nice healthy relationship over there. Yep. The Japanese influence, which I did see a, a post that none of these studios that have been bought up recently are Japanese studios. So yeah. I wonder if there's something culturally that's keeping them out of these giant acquisitions. Possibly. Um, and I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Nintendo is going to purchase anyone. They're doing their I own thing. I think it would be smart. I know Microsoft is already, you know, picking up quite a few things, but I think Microsoft could use a good Japanese developer because I think Square mm -hmm. Enix would probably be likely to go to Sony. They've been working so closely yeah. together lately. Maybe like a Capcom, something along those Maybe. lines. Which I mean, even then. I mean, Square's been close with Sony for a long time, but Bethesda was working close with Sony right before they got bought by Microsoft. I mean, they had all those exclusive deals, so I don't think it really matters. I think it's who offers the biggest paycheck. Um, yeah, without a doubt. I, I don't know, man. It, it's craziness. I, Cream. I, I, Cash rules are everything around me. I, I, was, I was honestly stunned when I saw this today. Um, it is wild. So, Bungie's in an interesting position to be acquired by PlayStation, but not being published or nothing's published by PlayStation. I wonder if it's going to have the PlayStation Studios, like, branding. Yeah. Surely it will, It'll, right? At least in opening credits, you'll be seeing something Sony or PlayStation related. Yeah. Which isn't brand new. I mean, they just announced today that the MLB, the show, is coming back once again to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. So, I don't know. And weird I, weird I waters we're idea. in right now. I would be happy if PlayStation put everything on Xbox. That wouldn't bother me at all. I, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my God, Uncharted on an Xbox. Yeah, I no, it's fine. throw my PlayStation in the river, you know? Yeah. I, I people think, are playing God I of think, War on an Xbox controller on PC for the first time these days. Yeah. doesn't, doesn't yeah, feel uh, as sacrilegious as it maybe it was perceived to be. I think games everywhere is the best thing for gamers. Um, just because, I, I don't know, I like games. Gamers? I, I think... I think everyone should have access to these great games without having to buy two systems. Yeah. Because not everybody's fortunate enough to buy two systems. I'm on board with that. All right. The gigantic stuff is mostly out of the way. Let's, uh, let's cover some of the smaller stuff. <laughs> Dying Light fucking 2. <laughs> you know what? You, you take it away. You take it away on Dying uh, Light 2. I made a joke towards this on um, the Game of the Year show mm -hmm. uh, where you were talking about your playtime in Final Fantasy 14 yeah. being like 1400 hours. So evidently Dying Light 2, Whatever. they put out a tweet that it takes 500 hours to to like 100% their game. And instantly <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting Dying Light 2 because I'm going to start that game and just get pissed because I can't get to platinum because it's going to take me my entire 20s to get the platinum. Now, have um, they backpedaled a little bit on this already now? Yeah, they did backpedal. They sent out an update. They said the main story is going to be roughly 20 hours with about 100 hours of completionist to explore the map and side quests and stuff. But because this game is choice-driven and things change based on your choices, replaying the game about five times is how you see all of the mm. options or something yeah. like that. Um, and I don't care about any of that. If I can get all the play, if I can get all the trophies in one playthrough, I'll be fine. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game. I, I have high hopes for this game. Um, and I'm just glad they backpedal on it. They never should have put out 500 hours. That's an instant turnoff for most grown adults. They're asking, um, they're asking a lot of us for sure. Um, yeah. 
Dying Light 2 is extremely uninteresting to me, but I don't like scary games, so I'm not really a good source here. It sounds like it's like more of a Skyrim-type situation. I mean, I played Skyrim for the first time in the last year and a half or so, and I only played it for like 25 hours. I beat the main story quest and called it good. I understand why people love it and they want more of it. You but... missed the good ones, too. Ah. The nah. main story is not even the good part. It's the college that's, winter hold. That's what they tell me, but... In due time, maybe I'll check it out. But yeah, I'm glad you I think it, though. I think it's interesting that they had to say that and backpedal, and it's interesting to see the outrage of lengthy games coming around because I've gone on record. I love me a short game, four to yeah. fifteen hours. That is the sweet spot. Fourteen hundred and whatever. You like a short whatever. game so you can spend more time in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course. All right, from Dying Light two, we can move to. Mm, let's dive into John. We had a great John! moment. We had a great moment in the Discord where if you <laughs> heard our Halo conversation from our episode 0, Colin likes Halo for vastly different reasons than I like Halo. I like shooting guns at people. I don't I know the ins and outs of like the first 3 Halo games loosely for story beats and whatnot, but it is uh not very important to me. But uh, I, I posted my thoughts in the Discord, and I said, in before Colleen mentions something and <laughs> calls Master Chief John, <laughs> and immediately you sent your body of text that had him referred to as John. Very good. That's, that's his name, man. John. I guess. Um, and, and Well, I, I don't know. I guess I picked that up from 4, where Cortana just calls him John. And mm -hmm. like 4 and 5, it's just John. It's not... I mean, it is chief, but nah. nah. it's better than Paul. Paul. Not really. Uh, it's got to be. John's a great name. It's. I'd say it's the same. Do you think his full name is Jonathan? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Do you think, do you think they'll, they'll ever call it? They'll have like a nice moment where Cortana's like, Jonathan, listen, like gets real serious. Hits him with the full name, middle name too. <laughs> Jonathan, jo Master Jonathan, Chief. Jonathan Martin Smith. He's gonna have the most oh, the <laughs> normal name ever. Yeah. Oh yep. my god. Yep. He, uh, All but confirmed. Yeah. You heard it here first. Jonathan Martin Smith. Jonathan Martin Smith. <laughs> Basic god. boy name. Uh, what do you think hey, of the trailer? I thought it looked pretty good. Um, the suit looks great. I actually, yeah. for those of you who don't know, I uh, in my past and stuff, I've I've done uh, cosplay and stuff, and I made a Halo suit. Uh, from Halo 4. I'm a bit of a nerd, right? Mm. Um, but anyways, with that, I spent a lot of time looking at the suits in-game and trying to interpret them and how they would work in real life and how they would look and everything. And I think they nailed it with the suit. The yeah. suit looks great. I Vis do wish they had a little nice. bit of a... Yeah, I wish they had a little bit of a texture on his visor. It seems a little plastic to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. but that's, that's a nitpick. Um, mm -hmm. I think the trailer looks fun. It has an odd color grading to it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why yeah. I'm getting into color grading. The, 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 the series you looks really You have a lot of color really grading. Cool. Ah. Got him. Um, but uh, some people are mad about the way Cortana looks, and I think she looks fine. I think it's a different representation of her. Blue um, girl, not blue, though. Fine. She's kind of blue. I mean... <sighs> Roughly, she's wearing like a blue shirt. Yeah. Um, but what I really don't like is the voice actor, or the, I guess the actor for Master Chief is different than in games. Um, 
and I understand like they probably can't have I don't remember his name, but they probably can't have him just walk around in a Master Chief suit, right? He's not an actor himself, but they could have used his voice. Um, yeah, it's, they um, used Cortana's voice, but not his, and that creates some odd clash. Pablo Schreiber? Is that his name? Fun no fact, I'm big into like movies and TV as well. I love the entertainment industry as a whole. I had no idea Pablo Schreiber is the half-brother of Liev Schreiber. Liv? Lev? Lev? Liev Schreiber? Who is that? Oh, man. He's, uh, let's see. How can Jason I... Jason Schreier? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. He's <laughs> far more know. handsome than him. Um, Liev is Wolverine. He's Sabretooth in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and you've seen him in a bunch of other shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know him. Yep. He was, um, uh... Oh God! What is it? I can't remember. Saul was that the show? Maybe. I don't. Saul. I don't think so. He's in like know. Ray Donovan is like his big yeah, TV show. Yeah, maybe that was him. Ray Donovan. Yeah, yeah, I like yep. him. He's cool. Who so it's thought? his brother. Yeah, I knew both those actors. I'd never put together that they were siblings. Wild world, but yeah, my um, hype levels are uh, I think in check for Halo. I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope it's rad. I will watch it on day one, and we will report back here. In yeah. March, because it's coming out March 24th? Something like that, yeah. I know it's March. Um, yes. Quick quick question. Have you ever watched the Halo Nightfall movie that was like a prequel to Is it Halo the one 5? directed by... Ooh, hold on. I got his name. I'm not going to search it because it's in my head somewhere. Neil Blomkamp? Maybe. I believe that's him. He did District 9 Elysium. Uh, yeah, that... that, that that feels right that's it's got the same like because i have watched it. it it's fucking awesome and that dude is really good at making pretty good at making movies and yeah it follows Locke before he becomes a spartan oh it um, might not be him maybe i'm thinking of like the initial halo oh, you're thinking of forward unto dawn perhaps i remember something with like live action brutes it's like a seven minute thing it's a lot of action oh, in no, like a yeah, desert a yeah that was really really oh. dope back in the day i think See, it was like a proof you of concept should, uh, you should watch Halo Nightfall. It's it's a interesting movie. I thought it was all right. You know I'm big um, on Spartan Locke. Yeah, um, <laughs> it it was a interesting movie. I, I'm not gonna say it's good, but I'm not gonna say it's bad either. Um, sure. But uh, also, while you're bringing up Spartan Locke, just a fun fact: when they remade Halo Two Anniversary. They hid Locke in the background of some of the cutscenes to give him a lead up. Into oh, we Halo retconned 5. our new main character into the story we didn't create. Congratulations, Literally. three, four, yeah. three. Yeah, give them their fucking crown. <laughs> That's mm. really mean. People, but yeah, hard. I think the show looks interesting, and I'm gonna watch it. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty much all I got on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's get to our last uh, big-ish headline, and then we'll just kind of run down all the news that we're not really touching on. We'll just do some quick headlines, some quick thoughts on them. Uh, and that is Respawn Entertainment is working on not one, not two, but three fucking Star Wars games for EA. Wild. Now, one of them is easy. Easy clap. Jedi Fallen Order 2. I'm all in. Yeah. I want to see what's going on with Cal. Without going into too many spoilers, there is a very similar looking character in the newest there episode of Boba Fett. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
pretty interesting. Uh, I'd love to see those kind of worlds coincide. But uh, the second game is really interesting to me. It's made by a newly formed studio from veterans of like the old XCOM teams. Ooh, ooh, a nice yeah, new strategy um, Star Wars game is overdue. Really what, fucking cool. What is their name? I can't remember their name. Um, I don't remember. But they're working on the. If only Sun I created game. an incredible list full of links. I could tell you exactly what their name is. You ready? Um, I'm going to feel mm, like an idiot mm, whenever. Mm. I can't find it. It's too much to search through. Bit reactor. Uh, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, but I got it. It's yeah. Bit reactor. Well, is that the new studio that's working on it? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a different one. Let me. Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Well, I don't have that much more to say about it. We can brush by it, but oh, it's exciting um, time for Star Wars fans. We also have Lego Star Wars is on the horizon as well. Um, Ubisoft is working on their open world Star Wars game, which is rumored to be Boba Fett or Mandalorian or Bounty Hunter inspired. Yeah. And I'm assuming a pretty tried and true traditional uh, sense. Firaxis. Ubisoft that's open. Firaxis. It's a good name. Firaxis. It's got a ring to it. Yeah, that's the original developers of XCOM that they pulled talent from got to, it, got uh, it. to work on that. Um, Understood. Yeah, the Ubisoft. Pretty cool. Um, All right. And then there, there's also the the first-person shooter Star Wars that they're making, Respawn's making. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, with an emphasis on mobility. I'm assuming it's whoever worked on Apex, whatever, whatever however they divvy yeah. up their teams at... Uh, Respawn, I'm assuming whoever was working on that smooth, smooth shooter is going to work on their next smooth shooter and have it be it's Star Wars. It's going to be Star Wars Titanfall for sure. Yep, for sure. All right, Call you ready to rapid fire through some headlines? Uh, yeah. All right. Xbox One production stopped in 2020. Rest Stop, in peace. Which Thoughts and prayers. Is, is, uh, odd seeing as PS4 production continues. It's a funny um, it's a funny thing that happened where that information broke and then <laughs> immediately after there's headlines of oh yeah Sony's still making PS4 got them mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah so, and and they both directly contradict what they said they were going to do going into this generation Xbox said they're going to continue to support uh, Xbox One and then PlayStation said you know what we're moving on to PS5 so yeah it's interesting yep uh, Stalker Two delayed to December whatever uh lego delays overwatch set indefinitely due to the activision <laughs> blizzard controversy they can take that up with microsoft in the future uh yeah. everybody loves nfts there's been so much nft news i can't wait for us uh, not to talk about it i hate um, NFTs. earlier in the month we had respawn working on something. something the rumor was a single player fps with a focus on mobility and style that ended up being the star wars game one of three uh, Take-Two acquires Zynga. There was an interesting Take-Two call that got a couple headlines. Among them was their acquisition of Zynga for $12 billion. For those keeping track at home, that's nearly four times the amount that it took uh, Sony to acquire Bungie. Um, but that's an interesting world where they're entering that kind of mobile game. They've got a foothold in the mobile game genre for sure. Um, but yeah, they also, also... name-dropped fucking Midnight Club which gives me hope that maybe we'll see a, a new racing game from take two at some point in the near future. Um, Twisted metal. So pissed at uh, it takes two for using. Yeah. So bizarre. Takes two. I... That's that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> it's terrible. 
Uh, Twisted Metal was in development hell and has been moved internal for development to Fire Sprite Studios. Uh, Sony, we've got a new trailer for yep. Kirby and a release date, March 25th. Did you have something on Fire Sprite? Uh, yeah, so they pulled the director from Lucid Games who made uh, Destruction All-Stars and they Ooh. stuck them on that uh, Twisted Metal uh, game. Oh. I was hoping it was the other way around. They took the guy who was working on Destruction All-Stars out of working on the Twisted Metal game. <laughs> oh, no, they put uh -oh. the director on that. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, we got a Maybe new Kirby trailer, Kirby in the Forgotten City, and it got a release date of March 25th. That is like a most anticipated video game for me. I can't wait to talk about that in a couple months. Uh, trailer definitely worth watching. Kirby without but doubt. the Last of Us. Yes. Um, PS3's titles have been popping up on the PS5 store in a couple countries, so there's rumors of... Uh, there's all sorts of stuff floating around. Let's not dwell on it, but my guess is sometime yeah. in the next two shows that we do, we're going to be talking about Sony's plan for the future of their online subscription service and availability. Project Spartacus. Spartacus. I, I think that... Yeah, I think that these are uh, just glitches. It happens sometimes um, when you like viewing the uh, PS Now stuff that's PS3. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Um, but yes, we will be talking about Spartacus in the future. Nice. Um, Jedi Fallen Order sequel we got. Lego Star Wars trailer and release date is up. New Need for Speed being name dropped is coming this year. All in on the racing games. Um, Hyperscape is dead. I could have told you this headline two years ago when I played Hyperscape for the first time. Yeah, it died a week after last. it came out. Yep. I think that's most of the big ones. The last one that I have is uh, Gran Turismo 7 State of Play on February 2nd, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. It's time to that's take Tuesday. our trip uh, into kind of the, the last segments of the show. So what we'll do is we'll transition over to what's happening next month before we get into our kind of fun topics yeah. of the month. We have the next month coming up for new releases all prepared. If you're watching this, we got some visual cues that we'll bring up at the same time. But we're going to just run down release dates for February, what we can look forward to. And it starts off mm. fucking quick tomorrow, February 1st. Life is Strange Remastered. Are you doing this game again? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I am giving it a little bit to see if they come out with a physical. Um, of course. Yeah, of I'll course. play it again. Of course. Uh, I think I might I check it out for the first time. We'll see. It. to be determined uh, i think that would be great february 4th dying light 2 we've already talked a decent amount about that you know anything about ollie ollie world 2d skateboarding game it was like a vita game that was pretty popular and they're really putting a lot of work into this one it comes out february 8th one of those little games that i don't think many people are paying attention to but it might review well so i'm interested mm -hmm. to check that out i may stream it what do you think about sifu february 8th as well i think it's gonna be fun i hear yeah? i hear like it's super fun I get that. I think it might be something I'm interested in. It's one of those games I'm going to wait for review scores on, though, to be quite honest. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because it looks a little questionable. I know that there's like some sort of mechanic where every time you die, you get older. So I'm worried about just being an old man 10 minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah, and evidently when you die and get older, it gets harder. So oh. maybe I'm, cool. I'm misinformed on that. But It sounds like a game I might be incapable of beating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, February 10th, every single Kingdom Hearts game that's been released so far, mostly, comes to Switch via cloud version. Exciting times. It's kind of portable now. Is it like $1,000? Is it? No, but it's too expensive. It's like three packs that are like 50 or 60 bucks a piece. I'm sure they'll go on sale Jesus. pretty soon. But it's crazy the price that they charge for those Kingdom Hearts games on other consoles as they come out. They 
treat them almost like they're new games. It is a lot of game in uh, these little collections for sure, but it it's painful because you can get them so cheap on their original PlayStation platforms, and then you're paying out the ass for them for playing them elsewhere. Do they uh, have uh? Do they have the cutscene movies bundled in there? Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, it's all there. Uh, Total War Warhammer Three, February seventeenth. King of Fighters Fifteen, also February seventeenth. Horizon Forbidden West, February. My 18th. baby. Yeah, I have the Regala edition pre-order. I'm gonna open nice. that on stream probably. Nice. I am all in as well. I don't think I actually beat the first game, but the second one looks good. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna stream it day one. Can't be can't be left out of the conversation, especially because I'm going to be so brutally left out of the conversation on February 25th <laughs> for Elden Ring. Are you doing Elden Ring? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love uh, Souls games specifically. Yeah, you Dark do. Souls and, but I feel like yeah. your hype is not commensurate with most gamers. Um, Am I wrong? Are you just being quiet about it and you're really excited? Yeah, I think I'm being more quiet about it. Also, I I think I'm it's kind of overshadowed by horizon right now. Um, it's yeah. a big month for big releases and this will probably be one that I play. I touch a little bit now, but I probably won't play it all the way through until the summer. So do you think you will finish? Do you think you'll platinum horizon forbidden West before Elden ring comes out? It is no. the 18th through the 25th. You'll have seven days to do it. I, I have so? school. Um, Lots, mm. lots of school mm. this semester. Picking we'll up patients see. this semester. We'll see. We'll see. I bet this guy crunches it out. You're at least dangerously <laughs> close by the time Elden Ring comes out. If you're watching Possibly. this live, remind remind us next time we're recording the February show. Where did where did you land for completion on those? I'm sure we'll get into it no matter what. Yeah. Um. The last thing that's coming out in February is some models of the steam deck not to be confused with the stream deck which is what i'm using to control these beautiful visuals you can see if you're watching this and not listening i really want one the more that i hear about this console the more that i want it and the more i feel left out for not pre-ordering it i felt like it was not a necessity and now as people start to get their hands on and developers start to tweet about what they're doing with it it seems like it's going to be fucking fantastic but Mm-hmm. I think we'll dive into and, and it more. My thing is, if I got it, I'd have to get the six hundred dollar one or whatever the top one is. Yeah, it's like, do I really want to spend that much on a handheld when I, I don't know. even play my? Switch? I would probably go for the bottom of the line one just to get my foot in the door and have the thing to hold and play with. But I just yeah. feel like it's something that I'd probably I don't travel all that much right now. I mean, I sit at my computer for the vast majority of the day. I don't really need a portable version of those games at the yeah. moment i just feel like something it would be cool and novel for a few hours and it would probably sit on a shelf for a while but who's to yeah. say uh the last I thing agree. that we'll do for a preview is we'll just recap what's announced for ps plus in the games with gold so for playstation mm. plus we're getting ea sports ufc 4 planet coaster and tiny tina's assault on dragon keep which is standalone month. dlc is that right? Yeah. Well, it, it was originally DLC for Borderlands 2 mm. that they broke off, put it out on its own to get you ready for Tiny Tina's Wonderland or That's whatever right. the new... So new, it's kind like, of the prequel prologue type of thing. They're rehashing it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would even think Wonderland's probably more of a sequel because this uh, this yeah. standalone DLC, Dragon Keep, is pretty complete in itself. Have you done it? Yeah. I played it back in the day. 
Platinum it? Mm, well, no. Oh. Um, it was a DLC, so technically not a gamer. I platinum it, but <laughs> I platinum Borderlands three, just not two. You said uh, you said rough month, talking about uh, PlayStation Plus, but that's nothing compared to the rough month over on Games with Gold. <laughs> Let me read to you a bunch of games I've never fucking heard of. Broken Sword, I've heard of, but they're getting Broken Sword five. Uh, we're getting Never Yield. We're getting Hydrophobia, and we're getting something bugs jesus christ i should have made that thumbnail a little bit larger i don't know i could not be less interested in these these services are getting worse and worse i'm assuming games with gold has been shit for a long time considering everything important comes to game pass and it looks like yep. playstation starting to follow suit with this project spartacus lying in wait for us so i think so hopefully sure. this stuff is all cleaned up and we don't have to recap these fucking terrible free games they're throwing at us in the future but who knows maybe i'm wrong maybe you're playing one of these four games and you're like this is just incredible if you're playing one of probably these four not. games and you like it i think you should probably just throw your xbox out the window no 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 up. you should correct us and then make us play it <laughs> <laughs> feel like absolute fucking fools for not buying in from the get-go we should have known bugs you don't play bugs yeah yeah how silly I don't even know what it is. all right let's jump into the last segment so f this show is kind of structured in a in a couple different pillars obviously it starts with what are we playing then we hit the news then we hit the next month's preview and at the end things get a little funky for today colin and i have each prepared uh, a little bit of a segment to dive into just some fun topics in the future once this uh show is off the ground we're gonna be looking for you at home you listening to this in your ears right now or watching this on your screens uh, to submit us some things to talk about, whatever you want us to talk about, whether that's a uh, prompt, whether it's something that's in the news that you want us to dive in on a little bit more. We'll be reaching out mm -hmm. to you via YouTube comments, via Twitch mm -hmm. streams, via our individual discords, however you want to get in contact with us. Uh, we'll probably clean this up a little bit and get some nice proper channels as far as submissions go in the future if there's a uh, interest in doing so and we don't have to solicit so much in an ideal world we have hundreds of thousands of listeners and too much mail to go through but as of right now we have nothing so we're making our own fun <laughs> we have it says episode one on the title you guys know what it is <laughs> All right, so Colin, we'll uh, lead with mine. We'll lead with yours, I think, because it's kind of more yeah. freeform and I think more of what we're going to do in the future. Mine's a little bit more, I guess, I'm going to lightly call it like editorial uh, because I did a little bit of research and it's a bit of a prediction for the future and it ties into our news. So we'll, we'll close things out with that. Um, you came up with the prompt, what game series needs to come back? Yeah. Fucking... Um easiest prompt i've ever had i did zero research or googling i went all from my mind and just immediately cranked out like six or seven all um, right what's at the top of your uh, list can i yeah. get no i don't want to guess i already know the answer but i would have been able to guess it <laughs> um absolutely uh so this this question comes from my constant pandering for new sly cooper mm. new sly cooper remastered sly cooper remade sly cooper uh not rebooted don't reboot sly cooper all right just Sony. to spite you in our lower third i'm playing sly cooper four footage so 
enjoy that. Oh God, no! <laughs> As you go on, talk about Sly Cooper while this Sly Cooper uh, finish, please. Okay, well, I I love Sly Cooper. It is my absolute favorite game. God, I can't even. I can't look at that horrendous game. Um, I love Sly Cooper. Uh, it is it is my favorite game series ever, excluding the fourth game, which I think was a solid four out of ten. Um, this game was my entire childhood. I played it for countless hours uh repeatedly over and over and over i think one game i sat and played and picked picked pockets you can pick pockets in this game uh i picked pockets until i had like a million coins and that takes a long time because you only get like 20 coins per pocket um it it's a just a super unique platformer for the time i think it was quite a quite ahead of its time uh it's kind of like a precursor to assassin's creed i i, I see it as it's a stealth action platformer um it has like parkour type elements to it um just the most amazing cast ever uh there is sly cooper the thief he's a raccoon there is bentley the brains he's a turtle and then there's murray the brawn he is of course a hippo um but the original trilogy developed by sucker punch uh is just everything to me i every time i see a copy i buy it because i have to have it um so i have like four copies of each game um <laughs> That's fucking insane, yeah dude. yeah i know i can't help it but um my my dream is that they'll remaster like spyro and crash style the first three games just because i think they're perfect how they are and they just need to be brought into this generation right um the fourth game was an abomination it was developed by senzaru games the people who did the remaster for the ps3 edition of the games um which the remaster was iffy at that it was during mm. the time of rough remasters um but the this this game series manages to tell a it, it manages to tell a a deep story about friendship and family and loss and and just extremely important themes in life um but under the guise of a childish platformer which i wouldn't say it's childish at all it has great jokes that i still laugh at to this day um and just the most amazing voice cast ever um the chemistry between all the actors is phenomenal um and i play these games all the way through at least once a year um i'm just wondering if uh, all of these segments that you come up with will just somehow have sly cooper shoehorned into them like next segment is like what are the best platformers of all time or like what are your best stealth segments like, oh, i can talk about sly <laughs> and every cooper time every it's week. just like a sly cooper monologue um i have my, to talk about sly cooper listen here's the thing is like i'm a sly cooper fan not as big as colin but i don't want you guys to think that i'm not interested in that because that absolutely makes my list as well too good um my list i'll run through and just kind of highlight a couple and then let you take it away uh at the top of my list is ssx <laughs> oh please um and i'll bring up ssx and burnout at the same time because they're both ea franchises that i just need to return they're both so good and it's been too long since we've had new ones and i'm just into those like over the top sports games like ssx tricky is still ssx tricky and three are two of like my favorite sports video games ever fucking created and i just need to see these reimagined they tried again in like 2011 or 12 
they made a pretty good sequel. I mean, I say pretty good, and I put like 100 hours into it. I still really liked it. It wasn't as good as those original SSX games. Same deal with Burnout. They sort of fell off. Burnout 3 is the best arcade racer ever created. Burnout Revenge, also pretty good. Burnout Paradise went open world, and it lost some of its magic to me. It's also been remastered and kind of rehashed, so there is a loving fan base for it, for sure. But it's still missing in action all these games are missing in action for about 10 years apiece for the most part and i would love to see either of them come back uh, without yeah. a fucking doubt what else do you have on your list um well you, you did say 10 years apiece which is a very interesting uh difference between mine and jake's list is my my games are uh they've been on a much shorter hiatus for the most part last like <laughs> cooper was in 2013 so nine years um but i don't want to count that one because it sucked so uh 2007 was sly cooper three uh but anyways enough sly cooper <laughs> i get on my tangent about sly cooper <laughs> all the time um dishonored is number two on my list um mm. a stealth action platform i was gonna say stealth action platformer it's it's uh definitely the best stealth game ever ever mm -hmm. um it's best best stealth series uh the the heists the missions where you have targets to assassinate uh by far just the most fun open sandbox worlds um and they go one at a time like one little area per mission uh it's not like a full open world assassin's creed style Yep. Uh, if you've played Deathloop, it's literally the precursor to Deathloop. Um, and they made the first two games, and then they made a standalone DLC called Death of the Outsider, which was supposed to be the end of Dishonored. Um, because there's some stuff going on there with, like, the Outsider, and, like, he's kind of like a god of that world, so if you kill the god, then what's left of the world type thing? uh it's a very it's up in the air whether it'll ever come back they said they're done with it for now which is why they moved on to death loop but there are hints in death loop that uh it takes place in the dishonored universe so that's pretty we'll cool see. yeah love it love it mm -hmm. uh i'll do another pair because both of mine are nintendo franchises that have been left behind and they are kid icarus and f zero kid icarus maybe less so i liked the try that they gave it on the 3ds kid icarus uprising with a very strange control style kid icarus uprising do you know anything about this video game not a single thing it's a 3ds game that came with a stand for your 3ds because the way that you're supposed to play it is with one hand controlling it and the other hand with a stylus and it was a kind of an abomination uh real real pain in the fucking ass to play but the series itself, Pit, I feel like is a really big deal in Super Smash Brothers, which brings me to another big deal in Super Smash Brothers, F-Zero. This game is ripe for a remake or a rehash or a reboot, however you want to do it. Such fun, futuristic racing, boosting all over the place, and Captain Falcon needs his time to shine. I don't know if they just Falcon make an arcade punch. racer. Falcon Punch, for sure. I don't know if they just make an arcade racer out of it, or if they make captain falcon a leading man and have some sort of story there but feels like untapped potential that nintendo is sitting on right now so i would love to see either of those franchises come back I'll dish it back to you you got some other stuff on that list uh yeah so i have four left i'm gonna kind of gloss over a couple of them i put infamous it's another great sucker punch uh yeah thing i mean it's been a while since we've had infamous instead we got ghost of tsushima which is also perfect but uh yep. I, th I think if a uh, new infamous would be fun uh they're just dumb fun games as well 
Uh, Medal of Honor. I, I loved Medal of Honor back in the 360 days. Um, I don't remember exactly which one it was that I played, but I thought I, I loved it. I liked it more than the Call I liked of Medal of Honor earlier than that. Yeah, uh, see, I didn't like play the Pacific than Assault that. and Medal of Honor Frontlines, like the old PS2 ones, is when yeah. I was into that for sure. Before, I think, I don't know, they, they were kind of put to shame by Call of Duty in time. And yeah, they were. They tried the, the there was like the actual titled Medal of Honor where they kind of made it like a modern reboot of the game, and it was I think Medal of Honor Warfighter I want to say was the second try, and since then I'm pretty sure they're extinct. But I get that one. I think it is. Which they made Respawn recently made a Medal of Honor uh, VR game that got it like nominated for an Oscar or something like that. That's um, right. But I'm not recently. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I have Star Wars Battlefront, um, which you're like, oh, Colin, we got one of those in 2016. Yeah, what the fuck? Was it 2016? Um, I, I'm thinking more back to the PS2 one. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS2 is my, like, the second game that I would play back in those days. It would be yeah. Sly Cooper and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm -hmm. uh, those were just. Oh my god, all the memories. I played a lot game. of those like hero fights in Battlefront 2. Yeah. It was just absolute madness. It was Vader and Boba Fett and everybody running around all at once mm -hmm. in the middle of fucking Tatooine. Yeah. So And fun. they just never recaptured that magic with the new ones. Um as good as the newest Star Wars Battlefront 2 is after they fixed it, um it just didn't have the same magic to it. Uh although that is still a phenomenal game that I have the platinum on. Oh, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Yeah, I know. What about you? Uh, so I've got a couple more. I think it would be quite nice to see the return of... I'm going to go with some platformers. Some Jack and Daxter in Klonoa. Yep. Jack and Daxter is a Naughty Dog piece, so they're, they've got their hands full with Uncharted these days and Last of Us. But I think that platformer, even if it's not Naughty Dog that does it, I just want to see the resurgence. I want to see Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter get the same treatment that Ratchet & Clank does. They deserve their time in the spotlight. They're both as good, if not better, than the Ratchet & Clank games. For me, it's Ratchet & Clank first, but for many others, they maybe choose otherwise. Um, and Klonoa, have you ever heard that name in your life? I have not. So I've got a copy of like Klonoa Door to Phantom Eel is the first one. It was like a PS1 side-scrolling 3D platformer. It was a 2D platformer with 3D graphics. Such a fun video game. They made Klonoa 2, which was pretty close to a launch game for PlayStation 2. And then there was like a Game Boy Advance version of it as well, a pair of them. And they are super, super fun video games. Um... On the same topic, I, I polled chat who's watching this live to see what they'd like. I got some good picks in there, too. I see Banjo-Kazooie, which fits right in with Platformer. I see Fusion Frenzy. People know how to get to me. I see Legend of Dragoon. All very good mm -hmm. picks. Uh, to round out my list, the last things that I have written down here are... Uh, the last thing I have written down is... This is a weird one. This is, this is my Colleen-style pick. Um, Final Sam. Fantasy X. Now, I know what you're thinking. Final Fantasy's still around. Why Final Fantasy X? All I'm saying is Final Fantasy X was the very first game that ever got a numerical sequel. Final Fantasy X-2 to follow up the popularity of Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X-2 also got an international version, which included hints towards Final Fantasy X-3, an often rumored game. There's all sorts of weird stuff that happens in Final Fantasy X-2. There's a whole subplot in an audio drama 
that's unlocked after you beat the game that hints towards 10-3. There's a whole story of Yuna, the main character, having a new new fling and Titus returning. There's there's a lot of ins and outs and a lot of ways that they could do this, but 10-3 has been a long-rumored entry into the Final Fantasy franchise that I would love to see revisited. It is one of the best Final Fantasies, and I would love to see it uh, as... I don't know, commemorated in a few years as Final Fantasy VII is now. How would you feel hmm? if Final Fantasy did a, like a, uh, Souls like? Spider Man No Way Home t- type thing and they meshed all of the Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh, they do. It's nine, called ten. Kingdom Hearts and it's fantastic. I would feel That's very good better. about it. <laughs> like Avengers assemble all Final they, Fantasy crews they, ever. They they pitter patter around that all the time. To be quite honest, they have like those Dissidia games that literally have like a melded timeline yeah. type thing. They have like World of Final Fantasy that does that. They have a slew of mobile games that try to take that idea and put it together. But it would be cool. I know what you're saying to have like a traditional Final Fantasy where it's like Tifa, Titus and dagger are like your main party characters like all your all your favorite people are back in action doing a game that feels traditional while still melding them all together instead of some sort of yeah. wacky spin-off where they collaborate with disney characters or fight in battlefields <laughs> for sure elsa um, yes my last one mm-hmm. is transformers um specifically there mm. there's transformers the movie the game for ps2 <laughs> okay it, it's so dumb right um but you could drive around as a car like you could be bumblebee as the camaro yeah. and then just press a button and transform and like blow up the town and climb up buildings and find like decepticons just hiding and like hiding out in the environment I, I'm just thinking of like a modern graphic Transformers I'm game. Surprised you went in that direction and not those two Cybertron games. There's like Fall of Cybertron and War for Cybertron, which I think I've never played any Transformer game ever. I don't think, uh, despite being I guess kind of into the franchise. But I remember those. Those are kind of the ones that people typically cite. I think, right, as being like kind of the best. I think I played one of the Cybertron games and I wasn't impressed with it after mm. playing the the movie the game which was one of my favorite PS2 games as well. Uh, it yeah. was great. I've got a couple more suggestions from chat live Parasite Eve which is interesting. I think do you remember that uh oh what a segue that state of play where they showed off that game yeah. where the character's name was Eve and there were a bunch of parasites and it's not a Parasite Eve game. It's uh, called Project Eve, isn't it? Project Eve, that's right. No yeah. association. Uh, Project Gotham Racing is an interesting one. I'd love to see that back. Project Gotham Racing introduced the world Geometry Wars. What a time to be alive. That was the coolest thing ever. Is Project Gotham Racing not like a Batman racer? No. It's like a standard, like almost sim, somewhere between sim and arcade racing where you customize your car. It was a uh, PGR1 was an Xbox, original Xbox launch game. And then I think there's three total. Uh, Project Gotham Racing 2 is the one that I put the most time into. They had like a first person section where you could hop out and like walk around your garage and see your cars. And then in that garage, there was an arcade cabinet for a game called Geometry Wars. You know Geometry Wars? Yeah. So that's where that whole thing originated from. It was like a mini game baked into an Xbox launch game. Very fucking cool. 
It was between Forza and Gran Turismo. That's a perfect way to put it. Yep. Really good ah. shit. Really good shit. The last thing I see is Goldeneye, of course. Of course. Even a remake of Goldeneye would be nice. Quite nice. Let's move yeah. into our final segment of the night. Ya boy did some research. When is the next big state of play? This, as of two days ago, the segment was called <laughs> When is the Next State of Play? Unfortunately, Sony rained on my parade and they just fucking told us. But we'll go a level deeper. When is the next big state of play? What I did is I sifted through all of the live streams that Sony has done in the past two or three years, basically since the PlayStation 5 reveal. I dated them, I included what they had, and I put the time in between each of them. Using all of this information that I will relay to you today, I, at the end of this, will predict, moderately accurately, when the next big state of play is. All right? So let me can walk I, can you Can I through. make a prediction? Without, without your math, can I just make my prediction? At the end. Uh, yeah, okay. go for it. Um, I say the next showcase. We share a spreadsheet. Don't steal my fucking answer. Wait, do you have an answer on here? All right, all right, good, perfect. No, maybe I don't. Okay. My <laughs> my my guess for the next PlayStation showcase is sometime in no or September. For the next showcase, I, that's not the showcase, question. That's not, not the title. Not, when is the next oh. big state of play? Make your prediction. Uh, Tuesday, two two. Two two two, nailed it. Nailed it. All right, here's the research. I'm going to run you down the history of these state of plays, and it's, I think there's some interesting things to grasp here. I'll let you guys know how I come to my conclusion, and I'll let you know the time in between each one. So, June 11th of 2020 was the Future of Gaming show. That was the PS5 reveal they showcased: Miles Morales, Stray, Ratchet, Returnal, Sackboy, Kenna, Oddworld, Pragmata. That was the big holy shit, this system is supposed to come out in the next few months and we don't know anything about it. They had all those little teases of the actual console itself and at the very end they revealed it along with all the details. Pretty cool. After that, there was about a three-month gap until September 16th of 2020. It's also worth noting how in this world there is no Wikipedia article for Sony Live Events. I Maybe you should make it. I really should have. I could have just multitasked. I pulled all the fucking information, but it doesn't exist out there. If someone more tech savvy than me wants to take a shot at it, please make my life easier for the future. These things should be dated. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The September 16th show was, all right, this thing is well on the way. Here's what you can look forward to in the future. This was the big boy. This one's got Final Fantasy 16, the full gameplay of Miles Morales that had like the walking through the like festival, the party, and then led to the battle on the bridge. It debuted Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 8, Demon Souls gameplay deep dive. It also had the PlayStation Plus collection announcement, which was really interesting. All the stuff that you were going to get from PS4 one. for free on PS5. And then it ended on the Ragnarok title reveal, which was really cool. So that was the PlayStation showcase. After that five and a half month gap, the PlayStation 5 comes out. And then it is quiet until February 25th of 21. Crash 4, Returnal, Sifu, Kenna, Deathloop, Five Nights at Freddy's, Final Fantasy VII Integrate. This one was gigantic. If you watch me on Twitch, you'll see a uh, gif every time you subscribe where I go, 
and I lose my mind if you can't see my fucking jaw is dropped right now. Uh, and it's when they debuted that new Yuffie gameplay from Integrade. Really, really exciting times. That was that's an example of a big state of play. Very, very important moment mm-hmm. in a PlayStation Five history. So that's that's kind of what we're looking for here. When's the next one of those? And there's been one more, maybe two, since then that I think would qualify. But nonetheless, we continue on. There's another two-month gap, and pretty soon after, that Crash 4 and Integrade one was on February 25th of 21. This was on April 29th of 2021. This was the Ratchet Deep Dive. It was pretty interesting. It had mostly Ratchet and Clank, but at the beginning, it had a little peppering of a couple games, including Among Us for PlayStation 5 and Subnautica Below Zero. Then... Less than a month later, on May 27th, was the Horizon Deep Dive. You and I streamed that together. That was like the debut of all the gameplay. And it's like 20-minute segment of the game actually yeah. running, getting hyped for it. After that... That was, also, that was also when it was like scheduled to come out in uh, fall. That's before right. Before it got delayed. We were theorizing on if the game was going to come out still. And if uh, they weren't announcing a date because they were <laughs> worried. Delaying it. Sure enough. Um, After that, one and a half month gap to July 8th of 21. This was a, I would say this is like a middle state of play. This counts as a big state of play. Uh, It's not like a single game deep dive. It had Moss 2. It had some VR stuff at the beginning. Debuted Tribes of Midgard. uh, Death Stranding Definitive or Director's Cut. As well as a nice look at Deathloop, which was uh, on the horizon at that point. After that, a two month gap. We're now out of state of play area and we're into another playstation showcase this was the last big big one baby this one had the kotor reveal for spoken gameplay guardians of the galaxy deep dive the uncharted collection which just came out last week uh you didn't play that huh not yet i will yeah same here we kind of breezed over that into what we've been playing bad on us uh then at the end of it it was all of the first party stuff. So they showed off Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, Gran Turismo 7, God of War Ragnarok, full game. Oh, ooh, just good stuff. One. So at that point, we've now had all of the PlayStation showcases. Everything has been a state of play except for the initial debut, which was the Future of Gaming show. The PlayStation showcase that came after that, which had like FF16 and the Ragnarok title reveal. And the PlayStation showcase we just talked about, which was like KOTOR, Uncharted, Wolverine, Spidey, Ragnarok. About a month and a half later, there was another state of play. This is the kind of state of play that I assume we're going to get after this Gran Turismo 7 one. This one had the Bug Snacks DLC, Five Nights at Freddy's, Death's Door, Kart Racer Drift, First Class Trouble, which we streamed together, and Little Devil yeah. Inside was kind of the finale. After that, four-month gap that we're still in the midst of. So that was October 27th of 21. Now coming up in just a couple days on February 2nd of 22 is a Gran Turismo state of play. So this one is announced to be probably the most similar to the Horizon deep dive that happened in May, where it's just a single game and all of the stuff that's coming along with it. So I'm assuming we'll get you know our final look at that game before it's released within the next couple months. Pretty cool, but it leaves the question... When is the next big PlayStation state of play? The answer for you, I have used scientific calculations and research to decide that the next big state of play will be between March 15th and April 7th. That's my guess. It seems like in the middle of the year, Sony likes to wait about a month to two months or so for them to blow the lid off of something else. The fact that we have this Gran Turismo deep dive leads me to believe that they need a little bit more time 
to get things, you know, squared away and make sure that they have a nice uh, selection of games to show us. But for the most part, the consistent thing is that towards the end of the year in September or so, they have a big PlayStation showcase where they blow the roof off the joint. But leading up to that, it's all smaller deep dives on games that are already announced and coming out. And then little announcements for technically smaller games or teases before they deep dive into them. So I'm expecting something along the lines of like that Tribes of Midgard, Deathloop, Death Stranding, Moss 2 type state of play to come sometime before April 7th, probably towards the end of March. That's my guess. What do you think? Um, I am looking one thing up right now. Um, I, I think you're you're probably right. Um yeah, for sure. So I just did some research. For spoken releases May twenty fourth. Mm. I can't think of any other first party game that's coming out Grand Turismo. Before Ragnarok. Well, but like after forget Gran Turismo, past that, what is that? Yeah. First party. Don't Nothing. Think anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're gonna get a bunch of third party stuff mm-hmm. before uh Yeah. What was it? I think there's there's still some stuff that they kinda stuff. need to make good on. I would love to see Final Fantasy sixteen come back. I'd love to see yeah. Capcom's um Moon game Pragmata. Pragmata. Yeah, Pragmata. Uh, Matter, matter. Um, and I think there's some stuff that they need to show off, and I would love to see, you know, something along the lines of like that Death Stranding director's cut or the Final Fantasy VII remake integrate, some sort of upgrade or smaller game that they announce straight out of the blue to kind of entertain us. Should you know, good. and I also think the next one will have to have something about Hogwarts, right? Um. Yeah, and I don't know when that releases. Uh, I imagine it'll be in the summer sometime. Um, yeah, I think they're still targeting like September of this year, as well as rumors that I saw. So? But okay. who knows? I would say I would say it's probably a shoe in for holiday season of this year, unless something goes terribly fucking wrong. Um, do we Tough have call. a release date for Little Devil Inside? I don't think so. I feel Let's like that see. said like spring twenty two at the end of the trailer. Said, said July. Oh god, the thing that I said July twenty twenty one. Woof. That's wrong. <laughs> did it come out? Um, I don't know. I didn't care about that I, game all that much. If it did, I didn't know it. I, I think I it looks kinda interesting. Yeah, I remember um, being impressed with that dive and saying, Yeah, it looks like a cool game that I'll never play. <laughs> yeah. Um but what I did is I wrote your guess on a little post it note. Can you nice. Read this? You can't read that at all. Love it. Oh, there we go. Oh no no no, oh. you got it wrong. My guess is my guess Gates is 3.15 and 4.7. Oh, oh, okay. Oops. Numbers are off. Numbers are off. Don't misquote me. 3.15 and 4.7. Yep. Okay. I, I have a sticky note of that. If it doesn't come true, I... You want to make a bet? I don't know what I... I mean, sure. Do you want to make a bet? What are we betting? Yeah. Um, Let's bet something. Let's bet a stream. One okay. stream, two hours long. Okay. If game of your choice, but but you have to choose it right this fucking moment. Resident Evil Eight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least I didn't pick seven. Kingdom Hearts One. Okay. Deal. Boom. And Boom. if it doesn't come out within that time frame, you lose. If it comes out within that time frame, I lose. 
I feel like the odds are in your favor there, but I'll. But I'll I don't know, it. man. I, I, I feel pretty, pretty strongly. I did the fucking research. <laughs> yeah, I'm informed now. I might be the authority in PlayStation State of Plays in this universe after the research that I've done. Who's to say? I'm pretty sure you're probably the only one in the world. Maybe my pet project will be to make a Wikipedia entry for PlayStation State of Plays. If I just make it, someone will correct it, you know? That's true. I mean, that's my goal in life is just to make things wrong and have people correct me. That's what I do. Profession. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nice. We've got a bet in. There is more to do. That is game list, baby. That's a that's a yeah. show. I'm proud of it already, and I haven't even listened to it back, but I'm assuming it was just excellent. If you're still listening to this or watching this, or even if you're here live, you are an absolute gem because this has been Absolutely. awesome. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping. And just mm-hmm. our plugs, where to find us. I'll start. You have to prepare yours. <laughs> Oh, I've <laughs> if I remember this last time. time. All right. I'm Jake Twitching everywhere, like Twitching without the G. Jake Twitching. Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but I'm not really on there. But I locked it down so you can't be, motherfuckers. Wow. Yes. Yes. I stream most right. nights at 9 o'clock Eastern time. That's where you can find us recording this thing live. Uh, we'll aim for the end of the month of February. We'll lock down a time, but essentially expect these posted as uh, close to the end of the month or the first of the next month as humanly mm-hmm. possible so that we can... Yep. Uh, recap the month in its entirety as well as give you a preview for what's coming if you listen to this right as the month turns over you should be prime time for a recap of what's been happening and what's coming yeah colin where to find you um so if you're watching or if you're listening to this and you want to watch the video version uh check me out at on youtube at colleen k-a-u-l-i-n-e um i got a purple little logo with a white k um and then uh on twitter i changed my tag on twitter from last nice. week uh on twitter and twitch i will be colleen underscore k-a-u-l-i-n-e underscore um so find me there and all the other socials uh, they kind of all link together so if you find one you'll find the other absolutely easy as that that's how you do a podcast this is the first of yeah. many they'll get a little cleaner I'm assuming we'll uh, we'll lock it in. They'll become honestly even more casual as well. The beginning of this podcast had a little bit of an intro to it, just so I could kind of table set and let you know what to expect, so that people could tune out if it's not their thing or tune in if it is. Uh, but in the future, my my end goal is that this show always starts with me saying, "Colin, what you been playing, dude?" That's it. Easy way to start yeah. it, and we'll just segue into everything from there. Really, really and we fun. We refuse to introduce our guests as well. You know. Yes. They'll have to introduce themselves. That's right. We're going to have guests. But this we is this is day. just the start. This is just the start. Yeah. In due time. For now, it's the uh, the Jake and Colin show. Awesome. We actually had a guest this whole time and forgot to introduce him, and he was just waiting to talk until he was introduced. Can that be, so... can that be our bit? It's like the uh, <laughs> SNL What's Up With That segment where they always have the, yeah. uh, the one guy who doesn't get a chance to talk, played by Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you guys all so much for being here. This was a blast. Colin, thanks to you, as usual. Yeah. We'll see you in about a month. Bye.